10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The Treehouse of Liberty podcast is hosted by Jason Fornwald and comes to you from the bright red corner of the bright blue state of Maryland. Hello once again, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another episode of the Treehouse of Liberty podcast. I am your host, Jason Fornwald, and thank you so much for the honor of your presence once again. You know I appreciate it. I think you all are probably like me that uh, you've noticed here in the last couple of weeks that you cannot escape coronavirus coverage. Um, It's everywhere on TV. It's on every channel on the radio, um, every social media outlet that you might turn to. People are posting about it there. Um, if you still get a newspaper, I'm sure the newspaper still has, you know, nothing but coronavirus stories in it. And it really does just get to the point where, at least for me, it really starts to drag me down. You know, I, I, it's really taken a toll on me here in the last couple of weeks. I've filmed myself being more run down and more tired and just generally kind of cranky. Um, and I've tried to step up my exercise a little bit here in the last couple of days, you know, just to kind of try to counteract that, release the endorphins or whatever it is, um, you know, especially when I'm running to kind of change my attitude a little bit. And I just haven't seemed to have much success with that. Um, my girlfriend and I have really tried to avoid the news channels for the most part when we're home together. And we're home on weekends. Both of us are essential employees at our jobs, so we're still coming in every day during the week. Um, to those of you that are doing that as well, thank you so much for uh, keeping your communities going and keeping the country going. For those of you that are not essential employees or you are staying home, um, thank you for doing your part and not spreading the virus. I think we're all kind of essential to the um, the combating of this virus, regardless of what role we might play. Um, but I, I decided for this episode that you know if I if I can't find the programming that gives me that escape and gives me something positive, then I'm going to create the programming that hopefully will give you that escape and give you something positive. I'm going to make another addition to the Treehouse of Liberty Hall of Heroes, which is something I've only done a few times um, for people that mean a great deal to me and have meant a great deal to our country. Um, The first one was Thomas Jefferson. I mean, that was only a logical choice because... I stole the name of the podcast from uh, my favorite quote of his, and he said, the tree of liberty from time to time must be refreshed with the blood of patriots and tyrants. And that's one of those things that I've carried with me my entire life. You know, I I just recently uh, got my first tattoo at 46 years old, which is kind of funny, but it was something that I've wanted for a couple of decades. And it's a a tattered and torn American flag laying across the top of... uh, a tattered Gaston flag, uh, and of course, across the bottom it says, don't tread on me, and, you know, that's it's such a big part of who I am. You know, a lot of people may wear their heart on their sleeves, so to speak, but I, I wear mine permanently on the skin of my shoulder, um, you know, and I'm honored to do so because of the great men and women who have gone before me and showed me what liberty and freedom are and shown me the things that we should be fighting for, and I never take any of that for granted. Um, I also inducted my grandfather, Charles Lacey Lowe, Staff Sergeant, United States Army, first wave Omaha Beach. Um, Pardon me. Not a lot of his friends came home from there. Um, 
I know you guys, like I've talked about before, have seen the first scene in Saving Private Ryan where they tried to recreate um, the hell that was that day. Um, my grandfather was someone that not only saw himself through that, but came home to be the greatest family man I've ever known. I mean, a, a truly great human being. If you had ever had the privilege to meet him, um, you never would have realized the absolute hell that he went through, and that's so many uh, men and women do that have that have served this country. Um, you know, there's there's never been a generation uh, in the United States that hasn't sacrificed in some way, and in many cases, it's the lives of our best people that have been sacrificed when those situations have arisen. And so, you know, I felt like my granddad belonged in there. He was one of those people that I knew personally and, and knew well, and um, it was important to me to do that. The third one was the American woman. Um, and if I need to explain to you why I inducted the American woman, you're simply not paying attention. Um, you know, women, women are everything to us. You know, they are our mothers, our, our daughters, our sisters, you know, our wives, you know, those people who, who are our rocks, you know, and I, I can say that about my girlfriend, Trina, you know, I mean, she is just, I don't even know how to explain her sometimes, you know, it's just so totally overwhelming the difference that she's made in my life. We met three years ago and I was not in a good place. I, I really wasn't. And, you know, I was in the midst of changing jobs. I had a lot of other things going on. I had some issues that I was dealing with. And she didn't care about any of those things. You know, I mean, she was able to look past the things that I was struggling with and see my value um, and encourage me and push me and, you know, be that person who would put her arm around me and let me cry on her shoulder when things got their most difficult. And she did that. You know, I'm not going to lie about that. There's a couple times she's done that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me again. But I've, I've gotten to a point in my life where I'm... I'm happy and I have direction and, you know, things are really going well. Um, I love my job. I'm good at my job. You know, the money's pretty good. Um, I went back to school and taking online classes at Purdue um, and that's going very, very well. Really excited about that. I actually just finished my first class. 98%. Uh, I got a 4.0 there. So, um, you know, I'm pretty ecstatic about that. But when I look back, it's funny because that person that met her three years ago may have existed, but he was so far buried that I didn't know how to get him out. Um, and she found the way to do that. She's motivated me, encouraged me, kicked me in the ass when I needed it. And like I said, she's been that, that rock of support for me. And there's, there's so many women across that country that fulfill that role every day. And it's something that as guys, yes, we try to be nurturing. We try to be, uh, supportive and all those things, but I don't think we have the capacity to do it to the extent that a woman does. Um, and that is in no way to minimize her role in this country. You know, I mean, it's like I'm well aware of the fact that, you know, American women were just as responsible for winning World War II as American men were. You know, they were the ones here in their factories busting their asses, making sure that they had ammo and tanks and jeeps and everything else that they needed to, uh, to defeat fascism. Um, and today, you know, I mean, it's like finally we've gotten to a point where we have acknowledged that there's nothing that women can't do, and especially American women. You know, they're so strong and so powerful and so intelligent and driven and determined and, 
you know, and it just never seems to fade. You know, it's like I, I have days where I'm just like, you know, the hell with this. And I just kind of muddle through and mail it in. And it's so rare when you see a woman get to that point that it's almost frightening. I mean, it really is because they just, I think, have been bestowed by God with just a relentless determination to uh, just to be the best. And they are, you know, and I'm sorry, but I look around the world and I will stand American women up against any women of any other country. Um, You know, I just think they're, I can't put it into words. I'm trying, but I'm failing. Um, But today I want to induct a new member of the Treehouse of Liberty Hall of Heroes, and that is the American Patriot. There are many ways to be a patriot, and they're all significant. Um, It's funny, I I looked up Merriam-Webster's definition, and it said someone who loves their country. And I kind of laughed a little bit because it's so much more than that. Um, Dictionary.com, I think, came pretty close to hitting it on the head. Uh, The first definition that they reference is a person who loves, supports, and defends his or her country and its interests with devotion. And I love that word devotion. You know, I mean, you can be, you can be committed to something, you can be serious about something. When you're devoted to something, I I think it reaches an entirely different level. Um, Devotion to me encompasses everything, your heart, your mind, your soul. Um, and so I, I think that word is extremely important and the patriots that I'm going to talk about here in just a little bit are those people who are devoted, truly devoted to this great country of ours. The second definition on dictionary.com is a person who regards himself or herself as a defender, especially of individual rights against presumed interference by the federal government. This is what really hits home for me. Um, while we've been dealing with coronavirus, there have been a lot of rights that have either been eroded or at least temporarily put on hold. Um, I was extremely frustrated when I heard my own governor, I live in Maryland, our governor's Larry Hogan, when I heard my governor say that groups of 10 or more are against the law and it will be enforced And the penalty is up to one year in jail or a $5,000 fine. Now, listeners of this show, I know you guys are highly educated and you are devoted to this country. Uh, And so I know that right away you're saying, hey, wait a minute. You know, that that goes against the First Amendment, the right to peacefully assemble. And it absolutely does. And beyond that, you know, I I mean, it's, it's a felony to exercise your First Amendment rights in the state of Maryland right now. It's like, to me, that is absolutely horrifying. You know, I can't think of very many situations, you know, I mean, if, if we're at the very end and we're losing World War III on American soil, maybe um, you could suspend some of the rights that are in the Constitution, you know, in that dire situation then you know what, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and enact martial law and tell us what to do because, you know, we're to the point where we've got to save whatever remnants of the country are left. And I can be at peace with that, only in that situation. 
Um, I, I think as we're confronting this virus, it's important to do the things that we can do to slow it down. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, I think everybody should be taking the normal precautions that you should every seasonal flu season. You know, wash your hands, use hand sanitizer, um, use Lysol wipes to clean, you know, uh, equipment that everybody uses at work. You know, whatever you can do to, to slow that process down is absolutely fantastic. I fully support that. Um, I definitely draw a line when so far coronavirus's numbers are so ridiculously small in comparison to the seasonal flu that it's absolutely insane. And I understand that things can change quickly. I understand that viruses can mutate. I understand that there can be an explosion of cases overnight tonight. I do realize that. And in no way do I attempt to minimize that. You know, I, I think this, I don't think it is yet, but I think this can become a very serious threat. And so it is necessary to take some precautions and some preventative measures to keep it from becoming what it possibly could. I think that's a good idea. I just think it's, it's too much when we go too far. Um, but enough about that. I, I want to get into what explains for me what a patriot is. Now, I am not going to be able to cover the entire list. Um, if I don't mention something that pertains to you, it is not intentional. Um, you know, I could spend probably 10 shows, you know, 30 minutes a piece, um, trying to cover everybody that's a patriot and the things that they do that are patriotic and still not accomplish the feat. Um, but like I said, I mean, there's, there's many ways to be a patriot, and all of those are significant. Um, our founders were the first American patriots, obviously. Um, they left tyranny to create a free country for us. When you look at what they left, you know, under King George and quartering soldiers and having no individual rights and the king being able to send people into their houses and search their personal possessions with no warrant or no warning, um, you know, I think their experience was, was purposeful. And I think it was so that they would understand what they didn't want us to go through. The Constitution wasn't written to provide power to the federal government. It was written to limit the federal government. We talk about enumerated powers and that if it's not in the Constitution, government can't do it, plain and simple. Um, and they also gave us, the, the, we the people, the Bill of Rights, you know, that does lay out specifically the things that should not ever be infringed as far as the rights of the people go. Um, and I think it's interesting when you look at what they came from and you look at what they wrote to establish this government here, it makes perfect sense. You know, they limited the federal government, and of course, thereby limited the state governments, and they ensured that some of our rights that should never be taken away were written down. It's not all-inclusive, and they knew that. But for the most part, the most important rights to us are written down in the first ten amendments to the Constitution. Those men and women um, not only created something absolutely incredible and in my opinion, the most perfect form of government ever instilled in, uh, in, the, in the world, really. Um, I really think they thought they were signing their own death warrants. 
when they wrote the Declaration of Independence. You know, I mean, it's like, here's, here's a letter that they're writing to the king of the only superpower on planet Earth at the time that basically told him to F off. And they could have imagined, obviously, that that wasn't going to be received very well. And it wasn't. But when the king of the only superpower in the world at the time sent his troops over here to take this country away from us and force us to continue to be British colonies, they got their asses handed to them. You know, I mean, it, and it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't a, a huge, powerful, superpower-style army that beat them. It was average men and women who put down their plows and put down their hoes and picked up a musket. I mean, how courageous to, to just walk out of your backyard field and pick up a musket and crush a superpower. I mean, it's like, I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine how great that first Independence Day was. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? Well, the, this, the first one after the war was over, I should put it that way. I mean, it's like you've just taken the army on planet Earth and kicked their ass and sent them home. Um, it, was, it was probably the most unlikely victory mm -hmm. in the history of combat. Um, and I don't think that's any exaggeration. You know, like I said, I mean, it, it, was, it was done by men who were not, generally speaking, you know, soldiers by way of life. Um, but still, they were able to band together under some incredible leadership, of course, um, and, and score this victory for us that gave us this nation that we hold so dear. Obviously, I, I want to um, give the utmost credit and the utmost respect, and, you know, I, whatever I can say is not enough. Um, Whatever I can do is not worthy of their sacrifice. But the men and women who throughout our history have fought and bled and died for this country, you know, not only to preserve our freedoms, but to fight fascism around the world, um, they've never failed. I mean, they've absolutely never failed. Vietnam was not a failure of the soldiers, not at all. Um, and it's funny because, you know, I think every generation looks at the one before it, or, or after it, rather. They look at the one after it and says, well, you know, they, they don't have what we have. They don't do things the way we did. You know, we were better at all this than they are. And every following generation proceeds to do the same thing as the one before it to ensure that the, the land of the free and the home of the brave stays precisely that. And so God bless all of those patriots that have fought for this great nation. You don't always have to serve in combat or even join the military um, to be a patriot. I think those people who read, understand, and fight for the Constitution, and especially the Bill of Rights, I, I think they're, they're just as patriotic as anyone else. You know, there, there's so, so few people in this country, seemingly, that even understand what their rights are that to care and understand them and be able to articulate them to people that don't know it, it's one of the most patriotic things you can do at this point. And I think we need to honor those people. They are great American patriots. I think the people who work in 
healthcare, police, fire, EMS, all of those people that run towards the worst situations when most people run away. I think it's that's an incredibly patriotic lifestyle. Um, you know, a lot of those people carry American flags on their shoulders of their uniforms, on their vehicles. You know, fire trucks have flags on, on the back of the truck. Um, you know, I, I think when you provide that kind of service and, again, that kind of devotion to your fellow Americans, you are a special kind of patriot. Um, you know, and certainly I wish the best for everyone serving in those positions right now. The healthcare field is kind of overrun, you know, I mean, they're, they're taking a beating right now. And I have a friend who is an ER doctor and, um, you know, I've enjoyed reading her Facebook posts lately, not because she's so stressed and so busy, but she is accomplishing the mission. Um, I love the fact that she posts pretty much every day about a local business that brought them lunch or dinner that day or night, um, you know, to help fuel them in their fight against coronavirus uh, and everything else. I mean, let's not forget that, you know, even while coronavirus is going on, there's still everything else. You know, your, your car accidents, your fights, your stabbings, your shootings. I mean, all of those things continue. And coronavirus is just an addition to the things that they have to deal with. And so... For them, uh, like I said, police officers, firefighters, emergency medical technicians, paramedics, you know, all those people I, I hold in the highest regard as true American patriots. I think serving in an elected position, as long as you are one of those people that is fighting for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, who truly has the best interest of your American constituents and this country in your heart and in your mind and as your true goal to make those things as good as they can possibly be, I think you're a true patriot. I think when we take time to remember and honor the heroes that came before us, I think you're an American patriot. You know, it's so easy to read about World War II in a textbook. You know, read about World War One in a textbook. Read about Korea, Vietnam, the Gulf War, whatever it may be, and see that as a distant, impersonal type of thing. Um, but I think when we can truly stop and recognize and honor our heroes, that's an incredibly patriotic thing to do. Because after all, those are the people that sacrifice for us. You know, every time I see you know any of the the video from Normandy. You know, it's it's usually from one of the landing craft, and you see nothing but the back of the guy's helmets. And I always stop, and I take a minute, and I bow my head and think, my God, one of those helmets is sitting on top of my grandfather's head. And if something like that doesn't make it personal for you, then you're simply not paying attention. Um... It may not be that way for everybody. You may not know somebody personally that served or is serving or uh, anything like that. But on Memorial Day, do you do something, you know, besides take the day off and cook out? You know, do you take time to remember the people that have fought and died and bled for us? If you do, I think you're a patriot. I think celebrating Independence Day with an understanding of what that truly means you know, it, it's funny because 
I have a number of friends who will not say we're right the 4th of July. You know, we call it Independence Day because I think we need to draw attention to what that day actually means. I, I love fireworks. I mean, I love fireworks. You know, and, and seeing them is the, one of the highlights of my year. Independence Day is my favorite holiday by far. And I love seeing them. And I love hearing the patriotic music. You know, and I, believe me, I like a good burger or hot dog as much as any red-blooded American. Um, but, you know, it, it really is so awe-inspiring to stop on that day and think, man, what those guys did for us. You know, what they gave us, what they left us, what every generation before us has preserved for us. You know, I, I think if you look at Independence Day and Memorial Day that way, I think you're a patriot. I think teaching children duty, honor, country, good citizenship, what it truly means to be an American, I think that's one of the most patriotic things that you can do. I, I really do. Because where else does that come from? You know, kids aren't born understanding where they live and how they got it and who's preserved it. They have to be taught. And so those parents, those teachers, those scoutmasters, you know, all of the people in this country who are teaching them what being an American actually means are true American patriots. I think anyone that puts this country ahead of himself or herself is a true American patriot. You know, I would like to think that if it came down to it and somebody held a gun to my head and said, Jason, one of, one of two things is going to happen. We'll let you live or we'll let the United States remain free. I would like to think that I would beg that person to pull the trigger. Make it fast. I spent some very humble time in the Army. I never deployed overseas. I did not see combat. Um, I was more than ready to go. Um, but Uncle Sam decided he needed me elsewhere, unfortunately. After 9-11 happened, I got sent to Fort Dix, New Jersey, which some people would say is worse than being in the Middle East. Um, not really. Um, but I got sent there to do gate guard for everybody else that was deploying out. and. It was tough to take. It really was. Um, I, I don't in any way minimize what the people who have seen combat have actually done. I, I'm not saying that I want to go or I would like to have done that. I would have done it. But in no way do I attempt to minimize what they did and accomplished, and accomplished um, you know, by saying, oh, you know, I'd like to go do that. Because I really don't have an understanding of what that's like. I mean, it's like I have some kind of a shred of an idea but I don't think until you're in that situation with live fire I don't think you ever really you know wrap your mind around what combat actually is um, but I still you know I, I put my country ahead of myself as much as I possibly can you know I there's nothing that I wouldn't give you know to keep this country what it is I think there's people who, when they're called, defend their sacred honor, the Constitution, the flag, our people, and our soil to the death are the greatest of American patriots. You know, I have close personal friends who have been in combat, who have fought for this country. 
You know, like I said, I have a grandfather who was a true hero. Um, and I think most of us have someone like that in our families that we can look to and say, wow, you know, when, when shit hit the fan, you know, my relative or my friend or, you know, whoever it was stepped up and answered the call. And I think through them, we can be proud of that. You know, I, I certainly don't take any credit for what my grandfather did. Um, but it makes me extremely proud to be his grandson because I can look back and, and see what he did and see the man that he was, you know, and, and realize that somebody in my family cared about this country so much that he was ready to give his life at a moment's notice. And many men did give their lives on that beach on that first day. You know, more of them didn't come home than did. Most of them are still buried over there. You know, but just, I, I, I can't say it enough. I mean, the, the people that have answered this country's call every time she's asked, I think are the greatest patriots among us. And finally, I think everyone who stands on the side of freedom, of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is an American patriot. You know, is it enough to sit home and say, well, you know, that's how I feel? That's eh, up to you. I would say no. I like to take some action. And I hope this podcast is a tiny little bit of action. You know, it's extremely important to me to put out a show that encompasses our virtues, as I understand them, that allows me to have a voice to say, hey, hey, these old concepts, those old pieces of paper, they still matter. And quite frankly, I think they're still our everything. You take that Constitution away and tell me where we are. But I know nobody will ever take it because you are an American patriot. And so that's going to do it for another episode of the Treehouse of Liberty podcast. It was so nice to add the American patriot to the Treehouse of Liberty Hall of Heroes. Certainly a deserving entry. Um, and congratulations, because I'm sure that includes all of you. Um, tell me what patriots that I left out. You know, I always like to hear from you guys. You can reach me on Twitter at Treehouse1776, at Treehouse1776. You can also find me on Facebook. It is the Treehouse of Liberty podcast, oddly enough. Um, and you can also send me an email to my personal address. It is JD Formwalt, JD, F as in Frank, O R N as in Nancy, W A L T as in Tom. Once again, thank you so much for joining me, guys. I certainly do appreciate it. You stay well, you stay safe, and we'll talk again soon. Take care.